Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival, Bryduck. Bryduck, man, I just cracked open my beer for the episode. I went a little heavier. After all that shit talking last episode about my studs and duds, and after losing a- another week, I'm I'm going with a 7.4%er. I'm, I'm very confident in my, in my studs and duds this week. I'm drink, drinking a Trails End double IPA from contentment brewing company from from modesto these people it's actually pretty dope they do they do nice growler sundays so you can go there if you come see them on sunday you can actually get a nice little deal on a on a 64 ounce growler which we all know i drink up beers every episode so i need as many 64 ounces as i can get (laughs) Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good deal though. That sounds like a good deal, and uh, you know, I, I think the seven point four percent is definitely a uh, a pain reliever for that studs and duds from last week. Yeah, man, that and just with the loss of Christian McCaffrey, with oh man, with the Broncos just having as many injuries. I mean, if you put the Niners and the Broncos team together. I don't know if you would have a roster to finish the season. I mean, there is way too <laughs> many is, injuries. It has been a a bad a bad couple of weeks for the NFL for the players. Um, but hopefully, you know this this uh, episode will help everybody get prepared for for the uh, upcoming games this weekend. Um, we'll be discussing some of our our prime time games, um, questionables, doubtfuls, outs, those injuries that you need to keep an eye on. Uh, our studs and duds for week three, so who you'll want to keep an eye on. And uh, you know, I did go five for six, so you might want to pay special attention to who I pick. And um, you know, this time I'm I'm going with a couple couple wild ones. I, I was I was kind of giving you some previews there uh, before we started recording snow. Uh, yeah, you are. I think I. I I think I got a, a couple that are going to be uh, going out on a limb here, so you might you might get me this week. We'll see. Hey, um, I mean, it, a win's a win. I'll take anything oh yeah. I can get. Oh yeah, that's what you know. I want to make it want to make it competitive. So I was like, let me let me go out on a limb here. So uh, also, uh, if you're on social media on Instagram or YouTube, uh, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. 
Again, that's at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter, at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, here you're listening to us on uh, podcast platforms of your choosings. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Acast, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us at Fantasy Football BS. Um, you know, and, and one thing I want to just touch on before we get going here is, uh, you know, first two weeks is, is one of those things where we start seeing a lot of overreaction, right? I mean, how many text messages and DMs have we been getting in the last few days? It has just been incredible how many people have been coming to us with questions. Um, so I love, love all the, uh, the engagement from, from the listeners and friends and, you know, family and people in our leagues and people and friends of friends friends leagues and it's been a lot of fun talking to these people and and kind of giving our input and, and insight and you know and then when it works out for them, them coming back to us and being like hey you were right thanks so much for your input yeah um so i think that's been like one of the the coolest things that we've seen here in the, the beginning of the season is is being able to help out the the listeners already so um you know keep those questions coming and we'll keep uh you know trying to help you guys out absolutely absolutely and and always, before we get jumped into into our first segment here, let's give a nice shout out to our sound engineer. G minus PMC, the underground. We hold it down and always represent our hometown. Found a way to spit it, coming with it when we come around. All right, all right. Thank you there. Thank you. Now let's jump right back into just kind of the Thursday night preview again. Where we'll be breaking down some some key stuff as well, and as well as kind of just going through and and just letting you know who's injured who's not and just kind of kind of going there so let's start with a thursday night thursday night yes. Ryduck. who who are you looking for who are some key players here yeah, so some key players that I'm going to be paying special attention to for Thursday Night Football are obviously uh, guys not on the Miami's roster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting anybody for the Dolphins. That's just a personal preference. But honestly, uh, I think that the key names to be looking at here is undrafted rookie James Robinson, uh, Gardner Minshew, who is, you know, right now in the top 10 for quarterbacks. He's ranked, I, I believe, QB8. Yeah, QB8. Uh, overall, so he's he's you know definitely uh, on to a good start. Can he keep it up? I think he can. And some big news just broke uh, a few hours ago. Byron Jones is not playing tomorrow. Wow. So that could be really good news for the receivers uh, over there on the Jacksonville side. And uh, you know without Byron Jones out there to shut him down, that's going to open up a lot of opportunity in the passing game. They're not going to be able to stack the box on Robinson. So I. I am anticipating uh, a big game by the Jaguars. I think that if you're looking for value in this game, you're going to find it on the Jaguars side of the uh, sideline. Um, but I, I honestly think that James Robinson has an opportunity to to be a, a huge stud this week. Um, you know, he is going to see a ton of opportunity. Miami Dolphins have just looked horrendous. They're 0-2 to start the season. They pretty much look like they're just like... In my opinion, if if you want to salvage the season right now, if you're the Dolphins, you know, get two out there. Yeah, you know, like it's it's time. It's time to to spark some some interest in the fans. Um, you know, some interest in that locker room because right now it just looks like the Dolphins are just laying down week to week and just getting rolled over. And I mean, look at look at the Chargers this last week. Now, obviously. Uh, unfortunate Tyrod Taylor had to had to go down from a huge 
huge mistake by the Chargers organization. But, I mean, Herbert jumping in looked good. And I, I, as a Chargers fan, you should be excited for the future of what Herbert was able to do. And I don't know if they would have been able to stay in that game as well as they performed if they had had Tyrod Taylor in there. Yeah, absolutely. I think when uh, when the Chargers went and picked up Herbert, I think everybody kind of laughed, us included. Um, but it looks like they got their guy. And I think, you know, after that first performance being thrown out there on, you know, minutes notice, literally minutes notice, and performing and throwing for over 300 yards in that game, I... I I think it's a super promising, you know, first showing for him. Absolutely. Um, and, and you've got to be excited if you're a, if you're a Chargers fan. And honestly, I'm a Keenan Allen owner, and his volume went way up. Yeah, no, it skyrocketed. It was significantly different. So I was just going to say I, that with with Keenan Allen owners, this is your best case scenario with Herbert. The guy can shuck it downfield. He's got a strong arm. So Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. I even think an Austin Eckler could benefit from a rookie quarterback needing to have to throw it and and use a check down as, as his as his target as well. So uh, yeah, kind of like a little security blanket it, for for a rookie quarterback. Exactly. It, it, you know. So exactly. Uh, I mean, I Menchov's looking good. I mean, do you think James Robinson, the the undrafted rookie out of out of Illinois uh, over there, but undrafted do you think he's going to be the next or this year's josh jacobs as the the rookie running back of of the year type of deal you know i i don't know if i would take it that far to the to the josh jacobs extent just because it's too too soon completely no not just too soon to two totally different expectations on these guys you know, James Robinson's an undrafted guy. Nobody's expecting anything out of him. Yeah. And a lot of times those undrafted guys play with the chip on their shoulder. They run tough, man, because they know that they're they're literally their lives are on the line. All right. Let me uh, let me rephrase this. Do you think James Robinson will be the Philip Lindsay, the undrafted rookie that rushes for a thousand yards that ends up being a, a pro bowler his rookie year? A hundred percent. If he can stay the the starter and get the workload that he's getting, a hundred percent. So over the course of the first two games, he's got thirty two rushing attempts. He's you know sixteen each game. Um, he you would like to see him get a little bit more involved in the passing game. He's only got five targets in the passing game right now um, and four receptions. So you definitely want to see him get a little bit more involved to bring up his value, especially in those PPR leagues. Uh, but that volume is there. If he can average, you know, around 20 carries a game, you know, 25 touches a game, including receptions, you know, you're, you're looking at great volume, uh, a great waiver wire pickup. If you were listening to us a couple weeks ago. And also on top of that, uh, you know, you're looking at a plug and play starter immediately. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. um, I, I, I think I think that this is a game where James Robinson could go out and make a huge statement to the rest of the league. Absolutely, absolutely, good call, good call, and and there is no injuries to to report from from this one, so no no notable. Obviously, I'm, I'm there's some injuries, but no notable ones that are 
on these rosters that you need to just absolutely focus on and, and change your rosters unless you got the Miami defense, which if you have the Miami defense, you're, you're getting last place. So, uh, no need to, no, no need to play fantasy football anymore. Uh, but go you, you can retire. Now. <laughs> you can retire right now. Uh, but Sunday games going into Sunday, there's a lot of, of good games going on. And I think the biggest question that, that I see from it is Jarek McKinnon, right? Tevin Coleman. They're now talking about him going on, injured reserve it's Jared mckinnon's backfield right now until moser can come back yeah if moser doesn't play this weekend i think Jarek mckinnon's value is someone that you know obviously skyrockets i picked him up i scooped him up in my league uh in one of my leagues because i needed a, a running back and if Jarek mckinnon can get the workload i think that he can be successful I just, I'm just not so sure how confident I feel without Jimmy Garoppolo back there. Yeah, you know, with with Nick Mullen in in there as as the quarterback right now, teams are going to stack the box, force Nick Mullen to win the game, and really put the pressure on McKinnon. And McKinnon's, you know, his his skill set really isn't pounding it in between the tackles. It's getting out, you know, on sweeps and getting out in the passing game and kind of using his speed and kind of his skill sets, what he's good at. Which is why um, he would have been, I mean, he's been injured for two years, but why he was a perfect matchup for free agency when the Niners originally picked him with Shanahan is because Shanahan knows how to get his athletes the ball in space to let them benefit and, and use their athleticism to their advantage. So... Yeah, uh, and I mean, if if you look at his workload right now too for McKinnon, it's not super high. He's just making the best out of every carry he gets. Um, so, you know, I think if he gets the full workload, I think that he can be valuable in the short term for a lot of these teams that you know were decimated by injuries in the last couple weeks. If you're somebody who wasn't and you've already still set with you know probably premier uh, running backs that you drafted early on. Uh, you know, even if you pick up McKinnon, you know, would you even start him over some of those guys? I mean, you have to look at the matchups. And again, with Nick Mullen being in there, I, I think it's just a huge question mark for me this week. So where I am normally a guy that always starts a, a running back in my flex spot, if I'm teetering between a, a solid wide receiver and Jarek McKinnon, I'm kind of leaning you know, uh, a solid wide receiver right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely a, a, an unknown that you're going to want to keep an eye out. And if Moser can, can, if he's hurt for a couple weeks, we'll see that. But uh, that's actually probably good timing to, for us. There is, there's quite a few injuries uh, from, from Sunday that, that need to be gone over uh, the, our whole entire, actually, to, to be honest, our whole entire injury report uh, is, is from, is is Sunday games? I I messed up. Uh, we we did have have a Devonte Parker. That's Thursday night. Uh, but why don't you? We'll get to that. Why don't we start with Bryduck? How about you start talking about the the running back injuries, notable injuries that are going into uh, week week three here. Yeah, obviously uh, the the two most notable injuries are going to be uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley going down. Uh, both going on IR. Um, obviously, Barkley out for the season with an ACL injury. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, they're saying could be anywhere from two to five weeks, 
two to six weeks type thing. But as we keep telling everybody with a high ankle sprain, just expect four to six weeks. It's pretty much just what you can expect. And they put him on um, IR now, so he's at least yeah, done for three weeks. So at least done for three weeks. So that and, and even when he comes back, you know, what kind of workload do they give him? Does he reaggravate it? You know, there's so many question marks that go around that. So. If you were fortunate enough to go and scoop up Mike Davis uh, to back up Christian McCaffrey as your handcuff, I, I think you're in good shape. I think that Mike Davis is an easy plug and play as long as Christian McCaffrey's not in the backfield. He's going to be the workhorse. So um, I think you're in good shape there if, if you were able to get Mike Davis. Um, Saquon Barkley, you know, he, he goes out with the ACL injury. They go and scoop up uh, Devontae Freeman off, off the street. Who knows what kind of condition he's in right now, uh, how fast he can learn that offense. So I think in the short term, you're probably looking Gallman and Deion Lewis sharing the backfield carries. And, you know, shortly after that, once Devontae Freeman gets, you know, acclimated to the offense and everything i think that freeman obviously takes stronghold over that and, and takes over the lion's share of the carries and it's still kind of risky because that offensive line sucks so they're terrible and that's what i was telling everybody who's like oh you got to get Devonte freeman Devonte freeman and i'm like he if barkley can't run behind, behind that offensive line what makes you think a guy that was just scooped up off the street can like yeah barkley's you know, one of the top three running backs in the NFL. And if he can't do it, what makes you think that Freeman's going to come in and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to all of a sudden rush for 1,500 yards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So I think that's something that, you know, people need to kind of temper their expectations of what, what they're going to get out of Freeman. I think Mike Davis is in a much better situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what are, what are the other running backs that are notable that we need to keep yeah, a couple other tune in? couple other injuries to keep an eye on. Uh, you got Philip Lindsay with the turf toe. Again, he's still going to be another two to four weeks. Uh, we already touched on Raheem Mostert. He's got the knee injury. He's probably going to not be playing this weekend, so he's looking like he's going to be doubtful. So as we just mentioned with Jarek McKinnon, he, he, you know, you got to go and get him if you need a running back. He's going to be starting. So uh, big, big, big uh, production there. Uh, and also with Tevin Coleman out, which we already talked about. And then you've got uh, Cam Akers, who is got the, the ribs uh, injury, and he is considered day-to-day -day right now. Brown is also injured, so Henderson could see a huge, huge volume of work this weekend. Yeah, what a frustrating. Whoever's got a Rams running back, you go Just, Malcolm Brown kills it week one. You go swoop up Malcolm Brown. He sucks week two. Uh, Daryl Henderson, who didn't play really week one, now comes in, does great week two. What a just, I mean, what a huge question mark and just what the fuck are you going to do type of type of deal. Yeah, it's been a mess. It's been a mess with injuries. And I mean, we just rattled off, you know, six key running back injuries. And these are like, these are premier running backs in the NFL. So it's, it's not just, you know, a, a couple names that are like, oh, there's some big names. Like these are a ton of huge names. We've got 15 big names that are you know likely to not play this weekend so um it's just it's just kind of kind of frustrating for for anybody who's a fantasy owner if you didn't build that depth uh you know like we talked about when we were talking draft strategies uh you're, you're definitely scrambling right now yeah no absolutely absolutely and everyone that's in in our league you know i still have kareem hunt i i still have mark ingram I still have David Montgomery. I got quite a bit of running back depth in our league, Bryduck. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I 
on top of also having Aaron Jones. So, um, and, and, and I want to talk trades also. You know, the trades have been coming in hot because there's been so many injuries. And in leagues where there typically might not be a ton of uh, trades, we're seeing a lot of people trading, a lot of activity right now. And a lot of people coming to us like, hey, would you trade so-and-so for this person? And we love those types of questions. I love trades. I Anybody who's ever been in a fantasy football league with me knows I love trading because it's a gamble and it's it's exciting because you don't know if the guy that you're getting is going to pan out, um, if your strategy is going to work out. And it's it's a lot of fun when it does work out because then you look like a mad scientist that was able to get it right. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun that way. So, I, I mean, for, for me, if you're looking for, for trade opportunities, um, now's the time because it is panic panic uh like just frenzy all over the place with everybody so you know you could probably go and scoop some people up that you typically wouldn't be able to get um any other season because there's just not a lot of depth out there on the waiver wire absolutely absolutely and and jumping into our into our wide receivers here for for notable injuries uh with with michael thomas uh coming in uh still questionable see i don't see how you can Listen, is questionable. He's got to be more towards the doubtful outrange with this high ankle sprain. I don't see how he's coming back this week, coming and only resting one week on a high ankle sprain. So I, I think he's more doubtful. I think if you're a Michael Thomas owner, don't count on putting him in your roster. Keep him on your bench because I don't see him coming in uh, and playing at all. Devontae Adams ankle and hamstring i mean that just sucks after after having a good week uh did he didn't practice on wednesday so uh that could be they were saying that was just kind of doing precautionary but they're very non-committal on his status and very just not telling anyone what's going on so you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on our instagram account as a uh, bryduck drops the the injury report for our fire drill for everyone so keep an eye on that name especially uh just because no one knows what's going on it could be definitely a a late scratch this weekend uh julio jones hamstring uh it could be why he's been so limited uh and how why russell gage and hayden hearse have been kind of stepping in and, and taking a lot of those targets because he he's nursing that hamstring he's listed as, as questionable and aj brown uh is also listed as questionable being a knee again bruised knee they're non-committal on his status which scares me as well and again that is just another name that you're going to watch out closely uh kenny galladay and uh, a questionable hamstring he's set to return this week but if even if he does return I would just keep him, for me personally, if I had Kenny Galladay, I'd probably want to keep him on my bench because who knows what type of limitations. He could be on a snap count. Uh, He could maybe only do 20 20 snaps, whatever. They could have a count on him. So that's something to to definitely keep an eye on. But it is good news for Kenny Galladay owners who who swooped him up as as an early elite wide receiver. He's finally looking and finally getting back healthy. Uh, DJ Shark. Uh, questionable with with a chest uh, he's been limited kind of all week uh, with, with his chest injury so this is a person that could have definitely come in and 
eight with with Jones out from Miami, he could have gone in there and just completely torn them up. So uh, that that may suck if you're an, a DJ Shark owner and not being able to capitalize on on that. But you also uh, Chenault, who is definitely could have a have a good game for for Jacksonville if you're very desperate uh, for a wide receiver on the waivers. Uh, Devontae Parker, uh, another Thursday night. So I apologize that we didn't cover these over Thursday night, but another one that is listed as questionable uh, with his hamstring has remained limited all practice. Uh, definitely precautionary, but. Uh, d- keep an eye on on his status going forward but he has been able to play so uh he should be playing and suited up uh tomorrow Cortland Sutton definitely a, a stab to, to my heart as a Broncos fan just as he comes back from that AC shoulder injury comes starts doing well and then tears his ACL so he is done for the year as well so look to Jerry Judy to to get a lot of targets uh, if you were a Cortland Sutton owner and if you were someone that was able to get Judy during the draft and haven't played him, now you got a nice little sleeper possibly going on. Man, that was yeah, a lot. That, that is a lot of wide receivers. And again, if if you just look listen back on that list, I mean, that is a bunch of huge names. These are big time players, and it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, you talk um, about Michael I, Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones all in our top five wide receivers. Yeah. And they're all injured. And it's funny, too, because uh, right now, like, you go and you're trying to make trades and you're starting to look at people who you typically wouldn't even look at because there's no depth at the top with elite talent of some of these big-name guys. And you're like, man, there's really, like, nobody healthy right now. Yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy. So, uh, and then to just finish off our injury list here, George Kittle um, still with the knee injury. Don't know how much, how much time, you know, he's, he's realistically looking at, but right now he's listed as questionable. So if you're a George Kittle owner, you've got to be uh, scared and fire, firing up those contingency plans because, um, you know, with, with that, that knee injury, you know, right now I see the Niners kind of taking a slow play, especially with all, all the injuries they've seen to their roster right now this yeah. year. Um, they cannot afford to lose George Kittle to bringing him back early and him either re-aggravating it or even worse, you know, tearing it or something like that. So even if he um, is ready to suit up this week, I think they are absolutely retarded if they play him, especially with all the complaints and bitching and moaning about how many people they got injured at MetLife uh, Stadium yeah. and the turf. Yeah. Don't play him. Same with Mozart. Yeah. Don't play him. Sit him, which is why I picked up Jordan Reed in our league because Kittle's probably going to sit and we'll see if Jordan Reed can replicate what he did last week. So yeah, no, I agree. That's a, that's a good pickup. And you know, the giants are, are, they're awful. They're just terrible. They're so bad. <laughs> they're just so bad. Um, they're a pathetic team to watch. So if you're going up against them and you've got, you know, offensive players going up against that terrible defense, you, you've got to hope that, you know, those guys are going to, those guys are going to feast for sure. I mean, that, that conference or that division is just oh awful so bad so bad yeah so bad <laughs> i mean it, it but is, but man that that wraps up all of our injuries that was a lot of injuries man that was a lot of injuries 
Um, so again, uh, if you're following us on social media, uh, every Sunday we kind of do our fire drill, a f- you know, up to a few hours before the, the first kickoff. So you guys can see kind of those last minute scratches, some of those last minute changes, who's getting activated, who's getting, you know, benched for the day. And, uh, that way you guys can make those last minute lineup changes. So make sure that you guys are paying attention on Sunday to our, to our Instagram stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's, let's take a pause here and listen to, uh, the, our sponsored ad here. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right, jumping into 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 Monday Night Football now. Again, we we covered all all the injuries. Uh, again, long list. Uh, two going from Thursday night. The rest coming on Sunday. Uh, this is going to be a clean game uh, for injuries as of right now. Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins is listed as questionable. I think he'll play, and he's not rostered or someone that should should be your start anyways. But, man, what a game for Monday night. I mean, you're talking about Kansas City and the Baltimore Ravens. What a game. That is going to be an awesome game to watch. And when I saw that that was the Monday Night Football game, I was like, you you know for sure that the person who set up the Thursday Night Football game is not the same guy who set up the Monday Night Football game. Oh, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I mean... whoever set up that, that Jacksonville Dolphins game, I mean, that guy should have been fired immediately for poor judgment and lack of critical thinking. I mean, skills. even the Cincinnati-Cleveland game, like, uh, what, what are you Back-to-back back weeks in a row, like, I, I, I just don't understand, like, whoever is at the top and finalizes these these schedules and they, like, you've got to look over the primetime games and be like, that's shit no one's going to care. That's shit no one's going to care. Like, put games people want to see. And this is a game that people are going to want to see. And that's why uh, I, I always liked and appreciated Sunday Night Football, right? Because it's always, they have the right to change to make it a different game of the week. Now, obviously, with Thursday night, you can't really do that because it's a short week for those people. But, I mean, hire me and Bryduck. Hire the snowman. Hire Bryduck. We'll make your Thursday and Monday Night Football games, and you will not be disappointed. Yeah, because, I mean, but yeah, this this Chiefs-Ravens game, I mean, you got... Two two and O teams. You've got Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. What more do you want? Yeah, I mean this is just lightning in a bottle. Uh, we're all hoping that this is going to be one of those games that is a, a classic rewatch, right? Um, you know that the next day on NFL Access it comes on and you're just like you're still watching the highlights because there's just so much, so much to see, so many points. I mean, you're and... talking about the Super Bowl MVP and the MVP of the National Football League last year. Going yep. head to head, two young quarterbacks yeah. that are the face of the NFL now. Tom Brady is about is, I mean, he's going to be entering retirement here soon, especially with that yeah. noodle of an arm he's shown so far this season. But I mean, you're talking about who everyone thought was going to be the AFC Championship game was these two, these two teams didn't happen that way. But they're going head to head. It's going to be a monster of fantasy points being dropped that yeah. night. And, and that's the thing is is both teams are absolutely fucking stacked with offensive power. It's, it's just 
it's crazy how much firepower is going to be on that offense uh, or on that uh, field come Monday night. Yeah. Uh, for for both sides, I kind of have been playing with it in my head and I'm like, who's going to have the edge here? And I, I kind of lean to the Ravens as having the edge with the better defense. Um, I, I think during the regular season, it doesn't matter as much as it does when it comes like playoff time, obviously having the better defense. Uh, but I kind of give the edge here to, to the Ravens also, you know, uh, uh, wanting the chiefs to lose clearly um, because I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. So I hope the Ravens are able to pull it off, but to, to be honest, I'm just hoping it's a good game. I'm just hoping it's one of those games that it's just, you know, score after score, and it comes down to whoever has the ball last. And I agree, and it's just going to be between from top to bottom, from the offense, the defense, special teams. You're talking about Tucker. You're talking about Harrison Buckner, and you're also talking about two future Hall of Fame NFL coaches going against each other. So... I'm just interested to see just as an all-around football fan and former Division II coach, I'm interested to see the matchups and see the game plans that both of these teams have put against each other to see how it shapes out. And it's it's just going to be amazing. And I, I've been doing a lot of reading on, on Ingram as I have Ingram on my bench. And it's been a little frustrating, obviously, for, for Ingram owners. But I did read something that was a little encouraging today saying that a, a team like the Chiefs that they're going up against, that someone they could lean to a Mark Ingram to just carry the load because he is that veteran running back and he is going to be a lot better in situations where they're playing a really good team versus someone that they go up 28 points on in the first half and just don't want to waste Ingram for for the season. So hopefully we'll, we'll be able to see Ingram get get the load. Who knows if he doesn't? Then I really just don't know what to do with the guy. But I, I I'm just I'm excited about that game. This is definitely one to watch, and I agree it's going to be something that is just going to be an NFL classic right off the bat. Yeah, no, I I, I 100% agree with that. And with Mark Ingram, I've been telling all fantasy owners with Mark Ingram. Be patient. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like he's going to be extremely valuable down the stretch, and that's where you're going to need him. Um, to, I mean, you you probably didn't draft Mark Ingram before, say, the fourth, fifth round. Um, so I, I hardly doubt you drafted him and he, you know, everything's riding on Mark Ingram for your team. Yeah. So he's probably a flex bench, depending on how deep your leagues go. Um, 12 person leagues, obviously he's definitely starting in 12 person leagues, but in 10 person leagues, you know, he's probably like a flex bench play. Um, so just be patient with him. I think that down the stretch, like you just said, those veteran presences, you know, those are the guys that they tend to lean on when it really matters. Um, They know that they can trust that guy. Uh, So they could be trying to keep him fresh for a playoff push. You know, that might, might, that might be why they're slow playing him here in the beginning. Plus all the injuries, you know, they're, they're doing it right. You know, they're two and they're two and oh, why, why do they need to give him the ball 25 times a game? Yeah. You know, that a lot of times fantasy owners get mad because they're like, oh, where's his volume? But you got to remember, they don't care what your fantasy teams do. <laughs> they just want to they just want to win the game like they could give a shit what what they do in terms of production. <laughs> so 
you've got to look at those trends and you've got to look at those things and understand who it is that they're going up against. And like you just said, it might be a situational uh, running back each week based off of who it is that they're playing and who they're going to rely on. Um, so those are a lot of things that if you're a Mark Ingram owner, you're probably frustrated, but start diving into it and figuring out when he will be valuable and when you'll want to fire him up on your roster. And I think he'll be valuable this week. Again, like I said, going against the, the Super Bowl champs, you're going to want someone that knows that and that is your dude your and prime time prime time everything you know you can rely on him like you know he's coming out there to to show big trust exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> well before we get into into our studs and duds of the week here bryduck let's take another just quick pause here and and listen to another one of our sponsored ads does your wife nag at you because you said you'd get to that project six weeks ago do you have to Google how to change a light bulb? Are you tired of your friends showing off their home projects? Take control of your home. Be the master of your domain. Visit Home DIY Dan on YouTube and learn how to make your house look like a man lives there. Thank you, DIY Dan. Again, go check out his YouTube videos. The dude is legit. Go check him out. But going into... Bryduck's favorite segment, I think, of the week this last two weeks because that's the best uh, he, he's seen is uh, his <laughs> his studs and duds. So, Bryduck, how about you start us off by giving us your... Do you want to go your three studs or do you want to start with your three duds? Let's start off, I feel like, let's start off on a sour note with our duds. All right, we'll all fi- right. We'll finish off on a positive note with our studs. There we go. Okay, so, let, give us your three duds here. And by the so, way, I'm actually really excited. Sorry to cut you off here. This is our yeah. first week we don't have one of the same. I know, and 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 for the listeners, you know, when we do have the same ones, it's not intentional or anything. Like we we legitimately do all of this blindly, and we don't share our lists with the, with each other until they're finalized. Yeah. So you know, and, and then we kind of go over kind of some of our uh, pre-recording, you know, uh, talk with one another, and and we always you know cross-reference who who'd you put who'd you put. So uh, seeing that we had nobody the same this week is is going to be fun, and this is. Yeah. Gonna be the opportunity for either i make a uh three three week streak or you break the streak and Show you know, come in and, <laughs> and come in and try to make this competitive let's get this segment started <laughs> uh, all righty all righty so my first my first dud here and when i saw the point projections i i, I nearly fell out of my chair adam thielen number one dud of the week Fire it up. He is going up against the Titans. Um, and he's projected to put up 16.21 points. I mean, in what world is, are, are we thinking that all of a sudden Thielen's going to come out and just take take off, right? Uh, because so far, Kirk Cousins has shown that he can't throw the ball downfield further than 15 yards. So... And on top of that, you lose Stefan Diggs, so you lose that other person on your on your team who has the ability to kind of open you up. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and against Indianapolis, they, they shut him down. He had three receptions for 31 yards. Uh, you know, they really exposed the Vikings. I think that the Vikings are, are in, a, in a world of hurt. This is a team that was, in many people's opinions, kind of a, a contender for the NFC. Yeah. Um, and right now they just look absolutely pathetic, losing two weeks in a row. Um, you know, so I, I, I anticipate against Tennessee with a stout defense, you know, 16.21 i think that's just a lofty a lofty expectation well so, on top of that it, we we do a plus or minus three right so technically he has to get 19 he has to get 19 and, exactly so and i really think this is going to be a game that's it's going to be you're talking about dalvin cook versus derrick henry both teams are going to go smash mouth and they're not going to be able to the titans are smart the titans with variable over there they are a very smart defense that limits the big plays, which is going to limit Adam Thielen's production. So good pick here. Good, good pick. Thank you. Who, who's, Thank your, you. who's your second one here? So second one I'm firing up here is going to be old trusty Melvin Gordon. So here, here's here's a guy that is seeing a ton of volume. So this is one of those ones where I think it's, it's a risky choice. Um, but... Going up against Tampa Bay, they, they've got a solid defensive line. They've got a solid front seven. Um, and, uh, you know, on top of having a solid front seven, Melvin Gordon is projected to put up almost 18 points this week. That's crazy. Um, so he's projected to put up 17.93 points. Again, I understand that he's going to have a lot of work, but the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a, a luxury that I don't think a lot of people are realizing. Drew locks out. Yeah. Plug in Driscoll. If if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I am coming. I am going to stack the box, and I'm going to come at Driscoll, and I am going to just. I'm going to make you make Driscoll beat me. Yeah, and it's going to make it extremely difficult for Melvin Gordon to find running lanes. Uh, so if if I'm a Melvin Gordon owner, I think that this is you know going to be a tough few weeks where you know philip Lindsay goes down and you're like cool Mel- melvin gordon's value skyrockets right yeah but then drew Locke goes down and it's like ah damn it now melvin's melvin gordon's uh stock drops it plummets yeah. because now teams have the ability to just come at us all day long stack the box and it's going to make it extremely difficult to find running lanes and i i just fi- i just find that that is going to be a, a huge amount of points for him to get uh come sunday so that's another another one of my duds and then my last dud of the week is going to be uh josh jacobs so i think that josh jacobs has looked great, right? I think last week he kind of got schemed out of that that offense in terms of, you know, a little bit more than just being able to get the first down. And I was watching that game, obviously, extremely clearly, being a Raiders fan. And I saw a couple things with Josh Jacobs that made me a little uneasy. He went into that game with a little bit of a hitch from an ankle. And then about third quarter maybe beginning of fourth quarter they took him into the tent and i saw them working on his hip flexor and if you've ever had a hip flexor injury or even like a hip flexor twinge anything like that it is extremely uncomfortable to run with um so every time he was getting up you kind of saw a little bit of a grimace in his face and if i'm a josh jacobs owner i'm 
I'm kind of worried every time he runs the ball right now. Um, cause I'm like, man, they're just, they just keep giving him the rock and he's such a workhorse. He's not going to tell the coaches that he's, you know, a little banged up or whatnot. So he's staying out there on the field and it, it's just a little concerning to me. So he's going up against the Patriots defense who was stout last year. They're stout this year. Um, I think Cam Newton is going to have a, 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 a great day and a great opportunity to kind of control the clock. Um, so I think Josh Jacobs is going to have limited options. I see this kind of turning into one of those shootout type games where it really decreases Josh Jacobs' value a bit. Um, so him being projected to put up 16.98 points, I, I feel like Josh Jacobs is going to be a dud this week. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely a good call. And I hurt my hip flexor uh, my senior year in high school, and I I had that same reaction getting up every single time, and it was like the last five weeks, and, and I remember and I saw a doctor, and the doctor's like, well, you can either play the last five weeks of the season, or you can sit out, because that's about the time that it's going to just kind of wake up, and it, you're going to be good. Well, there was, all I could do is, couldn't stretch it, couldn't really do anything, they just wrapped it up, and I had to go out there and just suffer through the pain, and five weeks later... Boom, it went away and I was I was fine. But Yeah, and, and I want to make it clear, I'm not saying Josh Jacobs has a hip flexor injury because there's nothing that's officially reported on that. But he was clearly being worked on on the sideline during the game and they were working on, you know, his hip flexor region. Um, so whether it be, you know, the top of his quad, his hip flexor, whatever it was that they were working on, it's just a concern to me. And, and uh, you know, it's something that you just got to keep an eye on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, going into my first dud is I'm going Nick Chubb. Now, again, we've talked a lot about how stout and how good that Washington defensive line is, especially running just between the tackles. I, I They've been able to hold, and will they be able to continue to hold elite running backs to, to kind of a minimum production? Uh, I, I think so. He's projected to have 17.9 points, which, again, that's just they just continue to underestimate that defensive line. I think if they're going to have to be able to do anything against that defensive line, they're going to need to be going and getting the ball outside of the tackles in the air to a person like Kareem Hunt. So I think Kareem Hunt is going to be more valuable in this game than a Nick Chubb just because that defensive line for Washington is no joke. So I saw it last week when Bright Oak put someone in there facing Washington's uh, defensive line. And uh, what is it, Kenyon Drake, you did last week? So I think it's going to be a similar story. I think you're taking someone that uh, is just grounded pound up the middle, 17.9 points. So 20.92 points is what he's he has to get. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take that take that as my first first dud now next one is again these numbers were insane Naheem Hines now I, I swooped him up looking very good Jonathan Taylor obviously took 28 carries to, to one of Naheem Hines Naheem Hines is a definite PPR type of back and if they're down by a lot, they're going to bring him in similar to like a Kareem Hunt style where he's going to get the passing game. Well, they're saying that Indianapolis, I mean, they're playing the New York Jets, who is garbage, garbage. So I don't see the Colts ever being behind in that game. And they're th saying that Naheem Hines is going to get 16.44 projected points. So that's a How lot. How many carries he have last week? One. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I again, I, I think that is a, a logical one. Now, let's see if my logic actually works this week. Um, but again, just going the pure number wise, Taylor's getting a lot of carries against shitty teams. And they're facing a shitty team, so I, I think Naheem Hines will will do good there. Uh, my my third dud is is Todd Gurley. Now they're saying sixteen point one four. I saw Todd Gurley get a ton of carries last week, but just nothing in the pass game. Atlanta's just not very good at running the ball. They are definitely loaded on the pass game. Chicago's defense is a good defense. I think Matt Ryan's going to have to come out and throw the ball again just to get some yards. They're going to be stacked deep. And I, I just don't see Todd Gurley this being the game that he's just going to bust out and, and have the best game of uh, of the year so far for himself. So uh, Todd Gurley, I do not think, is going to reach the 19.14 uh, of well, our... So, so- so it's got to be minus three on these because these Excuse are Excuse me, yes, so, yes, yes, 13.4. So, so, so Excuse me. Yeah, yes. so, but anything anything within that's a wash, and yeah. anything above that obviously is over. So, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. When I saw your three duds, I was like, fuck, those are three really good duds. Well, thank you. Um, because Washington's run defense, we've been talking about it, has been stout. Uh, New York Jets are, are absolutely terrible, yes, but Naheem Hines had one carry last week, and they're projecting him to put up you know, 16 and a half points this week with one carry last week. I, it's just an absurd projection when the guy only got one one carry last week. Um, and then Todd Gurley, again, you know, uh, Chicago's defense, you said it. You don't really have to touch much on Chicago's defense. They're stout. So. Yeah. Three really good picks. Three really good picks. Well, let's Moving let's finish it over here on a positive note, like you said, and let's give us your three studs. Yeah, so let's move on to our studs of the week. So my first one is going to be Cam Newton. Um, he has just been on fire. And I'm going to be completely honest. When I chose Cam Newton to be my, my stud of the week when I gave that little teaser, uh, his point projection was a little bit lower at the time. It's gone up over the last couple days. So, uh, you know, moving into this episode, they've now got him projected to put up 26.6 points. Wow. And that's that's kind of the way that the points are going to work Absolutely. if you're ever yeah. looking. If you're looking at projections, that's how they're going to work throughout the week. The the projections kind of go up and down. So based off of when you listen to this episode, you know, it might be slightly different. Um, but, you know, 26.6 points is what he's projected to put up right now. That means he's got to put up 29.6 points for me to hit on this. Um, I think he can do it. I think against the Raiders defense, I think it's absolutely doable. He put up 40 points against the, the Seahawks. I mean, come on. Yeah. If he put up 40 points against the Seahawks, I'm pretty sure he could put up 29 points against the Raiders. <laughs> um, our, our, our defense is just atrocious. We did look pretty good against the Saints. I'll give you that. But, uh, you know, no Michael Thomas, a little bit different. You know, I, I, I feel like this is one of those games where Cam Newton's going to come in and just really make a statement to the league like you all fucked up by just sleeping on me yeah um so you know another thing that that 
the Raiders are really poor at doing and really poor at defending is mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. And Cam Newton's a mobile quarterback. So I think he's got a lot going for him in his favor this week, and he's going to be my number one stud of the week. Uh, my second stud of the week I'm going to have as – so I got two guys. I'm going out a little bit of a limb here, but I got uh, Mike Davis as my second stud here. So here's your backup running back to Christian McCaffrey. He is projected to put up 14.22 points currently. So he, you know, I got to hit 17.2 points in order for this to hit. Um, going up against the Chargers, but you know, from the time he came in last week uh, for Christian McCaffrey, you know, he he saw a really good amount of work, and uh, I think that you know he got 15 points. Uh, in, in last week's game. So I think it's definitely doable with a full game's workload. I think that he can certainly uh, pick up a lot of where uh, Christian McCaffrey gets a lot of those PPR targets. I think that this is a situation where Mike Davis kind of picks up not only the workload in the rush, the running game, but also the passing game as well. So I think he, he And you he realize Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only had 13 points? Uh, against the Chargers? Yeah. Hey, that game it was an anomaly. I, I mean, uh, who would have ever thought the Chargers would have even been in that game? I mean, come on. That's not one of those games. That, that's like one of those games that you kind of throw out the window. Like, man, the Chargers almost got away with one, but they chargered. So, Speaking of the you know. Chargers and shouldn't have been in the game, why don't you give them your last stud? <laughs> <laughs> so so my last stud oh, is going to be in that You're sa- talking about the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> And that same exact game, I've got Joshua Kelly. And here's my reasoning behind this. When the Raiders played the Panthers, both Josh Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey beasted out that week. Oh, yeah. So here's a situation where you've got a running back going up against the Panthers defense who's going to have huge opportunity because they've got a lot of holes. And on the flip side, same with the Chargers. So I think both running backs in this game, both Mike Davis and Joshua Kelly, have phenomenal games. Josh Kelly it had 24 carries last week Ton. as a backup running back. Ton. 24 carries as a backup running back. Let's pump the brakes, Eckler owners, because Josh Kelly is is making a statement, and I, I see the tides are turning, and he's only projected to put up nine points. Crazy. I mean, that's a cr- that's crazy. He's putting up double digits every week. So I, I think that Josh Kelly is a guy that if you're in a twelve person league, he has tons of standalone value, and you can definitely plug him in with confidence that he'll be able to put up, you know, double digit points for you this week. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a good call and good good list of studs there. Uh, going out, definitely t- shooting for some big risks, but I like it. I'm going. My first stud here is going to be Russell Gage. I've been talking about this guy for for weeks now before he even got picked up when he was at a 2% rostered. I was talking about him. And Russell Gage, again, is averaging is averaging a ton of targets. The last three games, week 17 of last year, week 1, and week 2 of this week, year, he now has 34 targets in three games, including having a Julio Jones as well as Calvin Ridley. So, And last year with, with Austin Hooper as well. But... This guy's getting a huge share of targets, and they have him listed now. Again, same thing when when we originally spoke, he was at ten 
points. Now he's at 11.99 projected points. So they, they went up a little bit. But uh, I, I still think, again, if if you take that in, if he is getting 30 or, excuse me, 11 targets a game, I mean, for him to even catch nine of those or eight of those, I'm already halfway or more than halfway there. So I think Russell Gage, again, with Julio Nurse in that hammy, I think, again, he's going to be looked to to be able to just go in there and, and have a good game uh, and have a ton of targets there. Now, Julian Edelman is my second, and I'm actually going all wide receivers here as my, t- my studs. Uh, but Julian Edelman, again, going against that Raiders defense, he averages nine targets a game. Now, the, the Raiders played quite well uh, against the Saints, obviously, with, with winning that and knowing that who thought that was going to happen. But he's only he's only projected at 13 points, which I think Cam Newton's going to be able to find Julian Edelman quite a bit, and they're going to be able to feed him the ball. And again, just Julian Edelman is just consistent and why we always talked about him in our rankings that he was a guy that you can get later in the draft and just be a huge steal and again he's just having a, a another great year and uh on target to to definitely boost up where wherever people ranked him at uh and yeah then, edelman's a great choice there i i almost went and kill harry yeah uh, i like him because too. both him and, and and edelman i mean cam newton's getting them the ball and definitely showing that they're still valuable players. And, and Kill Harry's starting to he's – a, he's a come-up player right now, so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Absolutely, absolutely. And then my last stud here is uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson has proved to have a good relationship with Teddy Bridgewater and has been killing it this year so far. He's been on a tear. Now, he's going up against the, the Chargers. Uh, but he, he's averaging nine targets a game, and he's only projected to have 11.63 points. So if he hits that average target of nine per game, again, that only needs five more points before 50 yards or whatever before I, I can top that. So Robbie Anderson has been killing it these first two weeks uh, for Carolina. He's definitely proved to be a very, very big favorite uh, and a, a someone that Teddy Bridgewater looks for. So I think that is going to be my last stud. But I like it. I like it. Good list. Uh, definitely very competitive list this week. We'll see if the snowman can, can redeem himself after the first two weeks. But as I finish my 7.4% here, Bryduck, why don't you hit us with those closing remarks? Alrighty, guys, on social media, Instagram, YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Again, we love all the engagement coming from you guys, so please keep the questions coming. Uh, you're listening to us on a podcast platform, obviously, but uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms at Fantasy Football BS. That is Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find us at Fantasy Football BS. So please share that with your leagues, share that with your friends, tell them to give us a listen, share it with their friends, tell their friends to share it with their friends, and keep it going so that we can keep our uh, you know our listens coming in. And uh, you know, obviously, if you guys keep uh, clicking those likes and clicking those download buttons that's what gets us to the top of the list so um, definitely love that you guys are doing that for us Uh, next episode will be next wednesday we'll be recapping week three giving our waiver wire picks 
uh, obviously going over our studs and duds of, of the week prior. Um, so make sure you guys take a listen in, into that. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling, DIY Dan, Bay Breakers. You guys are phenomenal. Um, but always a huge thank you to uh, Air Care Heating and Cooling. You can reach them at 408 809-7350. They're servicing all your homes out there in the Bay Area of California. Um, or you can visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. Um, again, thanks so much. I, go, I hope you guys go out there and crush it this week. I hope all the uh, the information we were able to drop for you guys was able to get your lineup set and uh, go get you guys that dub for week three. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Was like a camel does, living how I want to ask me why I tell you just because. Yeah.